0: Courage is like a muscle. If you exercise courage and you take a stand in a scary situation, the next time you're confronted, you'll be stronger and you'll be able to stand up against it. My guest knows what parents need today and it's courage. Courage to stand up for their children and to take on their school boards. He started the organization called Courage is a Habit, love that, to get parents the tools that they need to fight the good fight because our kids are worth it stay with us. Welcome to the Moms for America podcast. Each week, we introduce you to special guests who share their personal stories and advice on how to build a strong foundation of faith, family, and freedom in their home, community, and country. Hi, moms. I'm Debbie Corlinis, your host, and this is the Moms for America podcast, a show inspiring, encouraging, and educating moms in their journey through motherhood right at the top of the show, we want to invite you to subscribe, like, share all that fun stuff that you do with our podcast, uh, with your mom friends. Um, also if you have an idea or a topic for our podcast, would you please email me, email me at podcast at moms In fact, anyone that emails me with uh, feedback information or suggested guests, I'm going to send you a special gift from the podcast. So please, uh, go ahead and you know, stay in contact with us. I do appreciate it. I want to invite all of our moms uh, that are listening to join our movement here at Moms for America. It's moms just like us uniting all across the country to fight for family, faith, freedom and the Constitution. Our website is momsforamerica.us. Please go by there, check us out. We've got a lot of great resources, information, programs, all kinds of stuff to help you mama raise your kids in this in this crazy culture. Well, On to today's show. Today's guest is Alvin Louie, a father with school-age children. Alvin started the organization Courage is a Habit, not because he wanted to start a not-for-profit, take on more jobs and more responsibility, but because of his own personal experience in the school district that he lived in. One was a blue state and the other one is a red state, but both of them pretty serious issues so he'll talk with us all about that today excited to have him excited to have answers to the situations that we're facing with our kids welcome alvin to the moms for america podcast
1: thank you for having me it's uh, really really wonderful to be here you guys do such great work so it's an thank honor to be here deb
0: thank you well we're all in this fight right to protect our kids and to save america and we want to have a future for our children um, absolutely so you kind of come back. I've got a lot to chat with you about. And I love that you're I'm gonna call you the answer man. Okay. You like that? Yeah, because you've, <laughs> <laughs> you've got hey, all you've got all this. Know what? I get
1: I get called a lot of things and that's the best thing I've heard all week. So it's good. Is that
0: good? That's I'm great. gonna call you the answer it. man. Hey, please do that. I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna change my email signature to that. That's great. <laughs>
0: You've got all the solutions for the moms Mm -hmm. that are are fighting their school boards or trying to figure Mm -hmm. out what to do in their community. But Mm -hmm. before we get into that, um, you have a very interesting history, right? Mm -hmm. Your family comes from communist China all the way back to your great-grandfather. I think this is really interesting just to kind of start out this way because folks like you, families Mm -hmm. like you understand this in such a, uh, a more profound way than any of us that have had the honor and the privilege of being raised in America. Sure. Tell us a little bit about the family history. I know you have kids. I know your dad mm-hmm. fighting on the fight, mm-hmm. but tell us about this. Not everybody comes from communist China.
1: Right, right. Uh, my father, he never let us forget where we came from. Uh, so he always reminded us uh, that if you can't make it in America, if you can't be successful in America and you're born here, you can't be successful anywhere because you have no language barrier, you have no culture barrier. So my parents did a really great job in reminding us where we came from, but also uh, appreciating where we were born. And so that's a very important distinction. So you can remember where you came from, you can appreciate your, your culture, but also appreciate where you're born. So most people don't realize or remember that China wasn't always communist. That mm. communism came to China. It wasn't that most, a lot of, and if you ask a lot of kids today, especially young people, they'll just think it's always been that way, but it's not. My great grandfather, he was a fairly older man already when communism came. Um, he owned two bakeries. And mm. communism, just like what you're seeing today, mm. uh, it's dividing people. But in China, you couldn't divide by race because it's a monolith, right? Mm. Um, but you, they divide by class. Other than that, the blueprints are the same. The rich are evil, things of that nature. My great grandfather wasn't rich by any stretch; he's a small business owner. But when communism came, they started uh, dragging people out uh, that they thought were evil, um, and beating them. My great grandfather was one of those people. You know, they, they would, but you know, take bats and batons to his legs and drag him out of his shop. And uh, but what's interesting is that it wasn't soldiers that did it; it was college age kids. They call it the Red Guard. So it's our version of PLM and Antifa uh the transgender cult that Mm -hmm. so that's our version of the red card
0: it's just repack right we just keep repackaging this stuff.
1: same thing they're not they're not nothing that we're seeing today they're not inventing anything new necessarily to just using uh different groups but the Mm -hmm. blueprints the same so my great-grandfather came to america he landed in hawaii um uh and by himself and then that's how my family got here that's how my father got here he was a young man when he came of course um and that's how myself and my siblings are born here in america
0: so So we've seen this before so now I understand even more why courage is a habit and that why really God's called you to this because you came from a family that um, has a history of mm-hmm. the importance of, of seeing what freedom, when you don't have freedom, when you don't have mm-hmm. um, a constitution, mm-hmm. um, yep. Yep. you do have to fight for it and you do mm-hmm. have to be courageous. Or you can't fight and you run. Right.
1: And that's what there's no, nothing to fight when you're in that situation, once it gets to that point. And so for, you know, for, for us here moving from California, we moved from California to Indiana in 2020 uh, for largely the same reason, not as dramatic as my great grandfather, of course, but Cal, the way California was, we didn't want to raise a family there. We didn't want to raise kids there. What
0: were uh, you seeing in California? I mean, we hear mm -hmm. it is as terrible as terrible can be. Is it that bad?
1: It It is is that bad. It it? is that bad. Worst thing, what do you think? So people that are outside California, when they read the headlines, they kind of laugh at it and they can't, either they laugh at it or they can't believe it's that bad. So Mm -hmm. it's actually, it's, it's actually worse than what you would think when you live there because you don't feel, because when you don't live in California, you don't feel the high taxes. You don't feel the burden of criminals, the revolving door of criminals, no matter where you live, you know, you can, in California, you can buy, you know, a house can be 11 square feet and be close to a million dollars or more. And you still have crime, you know that this revolving right. door, crime. homelessness,
0: right, oh, everything, man. right,
1: all of it, right. And even if you live in a nice area where there isn't that, there's still this the taxes and the regulations, right. and the it just you just can't escape it. And so it's a really right. terrible place to raise good kids. Um,
0: so you're but, you're in yeah. California. How do you yeah. go from California to Indiana? Which, by the way, I'm I'm right close to you out here. So that's oh, yeah, quite, okay. that's quite the change. It
1: is. And, you know, we, uh, we had looked at other states that were, we, you know, we came down to five or six states that we felt was, uh, you know, a good place to raise family and things. But um, lot some of the states that were too close to California, we took, we removed from our list because it was too close to California.
0: Check. Right. <laughs> we didn't want to, yeah.
1: <laughs> like, you know, we like, it was Arizona or something. We're like, okay. Or, or Texas. We're like, ah, oh, it's no, too close. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, and there's come a lot of
0: Midwest. You come to yeah. the Midwest and, and we do have this, yeah you know, grew, I love them in Western people because oh, I think they're so friendly oh, it's and so it, great. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a great culture. But when you came to, to Indiana, yeah. um, what were your hopes and what did you find? I guess that's the question, huh?
1: Well, my hope was that it was largely unimpacted by a lot of the poison that destroyed California. Mm-hmm. And then I found that it, a lot of the seeds had already been planted here, but is exactly like what happened in California. It started in the schools. So we just didn't know it. Of course, at the time, you don't have family, you don't have kids you just don't pay attention. Most people don't. And and most parents I work with, I would say great 90% of parents that, that I come across, they would tell me exactly where I was. I know who the governor is. I know who the president is, but other than that, I couldn't tell you who the mayor was. You know, I, I, my, where my parents are still today, where I grew up, I still couldn't tell you who the mayor was. Or is you know because we just don't you know you you right. you, you you know I think, think people are paying it's... more
0: attention though now I oh, had yeah. a mom call, right I yeah. had a mom call me yesterday and she goes I couldn't have tell you what my school board my township nothing. my county board yeah. my mayor nothing she goes just so you know in the last six months I've been the same all all so. of them yeah and I was the same way so when I got to Indiana
1: I recognized a lot of the seeds that were already planted but just like Californians people here mm-hmm. in Indiana and I would suspect in a lot of other states don't right. believe. It can happen to them and so right. one of the funnier stories is you know when i first got here when people when i tell people i'm in california but i'm not that kind of californian um <laughs> they would go hey just like what you said literally you go hey I, I read this is that true is that a policy is that a law you know and i would say yes it's true and then they would laugh and go i don't know how you create you know how did even this happen this is ridiculous you guys are such idiots and they go how did you let that happen and then my response was well You're getting a front row seat now. What are you doing Mm -hmm. about it? And they're like, it's not happening here. I go, it is. You just don't feel it yet. It is happening. It's the same thing. What are you doing about what's happening in your schools? It's not happening in our schools. Here's this. Well, but that's not the same thing. Well, yeah, it didn't start off like that with us either. It's just Mm -hmm. how it, it, it goes. It's a social contagion that just destroys the mental health of a child. Mm-hmm. While talking about how good mental health is, you know, how, how they're helping mental health. And then they, you know, insert this ideological uh brainwashing. And then right. in a few years they vote a certain way, and then you turn around and go, What happened? It's like the same thing. Say so we said the right. same thing. It wouldn't right. happen here, it's not going to happen here. So
0: I just saw it happening. Thing. You saw it, ha- you see it. Ha- well, I'm in Illinois, so of course yeah. it's happening here.
1: Yeah, for you. Um, yeah. yeah
0: but you would kind of think that in general, all of us would think, Oh, Indiana, you know, pretty conservative. Yeah. Um, Very actually a conservative state, you know, conservative mm-hmm. leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you saw this happening in your state. Yeah. Right. Um, in the schools, in the in the culture, in the atmosphere. Right. And what did you see and what did you decide to do? I guess I want to get into to what you're doing now.
1: Sure. So seeing uh, again, it started in the schools uh, in California, it started in the colleges, academia, and then mm-hmm. it bled down the K through 12 here. They just go right to K through 12. Uh, you know, and so you see the uh, social emotional learning,
0: mm-hmm. which,
1: um, I won't, you know, cover too much of it because I know you got, you know, a couple of experts on, 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 uh, the show, but it's, uh, it's these programs like social emotional learning, which is a 90% of school districts. It brings in all the critical race theory, critical pedagogy, cultural responsive teaching the transgender cult, the gender, all that stuff under the guise of mental health. And that's what mm-hmm. I saw here. So in a lot of ways, what's happening around the country, including Indiana, it's a lot more efficient than what happened in California, because Mm -hmm. it's an overall program. Whereas in California, it took longer because they were brainwashing the teachers and academia and then then they brainwashed the students. And it's kind of a longer process. Mm -hmm. Here, they're just brainwashing all the kids at once because it's a program that blankets K through 12. This is why parents are going, what is going on? how is a school like this all of a sudden? Well, it's not all of a sudden. It was just a program that was inserted. Like in Indiana, we've been going on for about like six years now. And now we're seeing the negative impacts, the lower academics, things like that. Um, In places like Illinois. So Illinois is interesting. um, Your state uh, was one of the original pilot schools for social emotional learning. So you guys have been doing it for 10 years. And in fact, I can tell you, um, we are about to put out something uh, that gives you the statistics of the last 10 years of how social emotional learning and what is done to a, a pilot school like like Chicago. Mm. Um, yeah, so well, that, that's, how, know, so that's what I saw.
0: Yeah. We wanna share that with our moms too. So just yeah. real quick to the moms that are listening, I'm we're kind of assuming that you know about social emotional learning, that you know about critical race theory, that you know about the compreh- comprehensive sex ed. Right. All right. of this really is under critical theory. Mm-hmm. This is the movement that the progressives are putting in the schools. Mm-hmm. They are taking over children's minds, they're conditioning right. them, they're creating right. them to be racists. You were there in a press and oppressor, an oppressor. Mm-hmm. So I know that we don't have to go through all that with you, right. but just right. the whole program. Mm-hmm. I just want moms to understand the whole program is intense. Mm-hmm. It is intentional. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is packaged. It's packaged well mm-hmm. for the average person to understand. Right. Just talk right. a little bit about to that. And then we're going to get into some of the solutions.
1: The solutions, yeah. So here's the only thing I want an average person to understand. You don't need to get into the depth of it. Certainly, you can. There's good information out there, um, and we have good information as well. But here's the only: if you're just an average person, they don't want to get into all the acronyms. Here's what it is: social emotional learning is not a curriculum; it's a thought reform program. It changes the culture of the school.
0: Thought reform. And the culture,
1: and the culture of the school is America is systemic racist, systemically racist, and the systems okay. need to be torn down. You either are oppressed or an oppressor, or you belong to certain uh, intersection intersectionality groups. So they can break you up by race, they can break you up by gender, or any other combination. That's mm-hmm. it. That's the only thing you have to remember and know that public schools today, under the social emotional learning is the Trojan horse disguised as mental health programs. It's just a thought reform program that creates social justice warriors. Yeah. That's it. At the expense okay. of academics. That's it. If you can remember that, if you can understand right. that, that is not a curriculum, it's not mm-hmm. about a flag, it's not about a rainbow flag or a BLM fist in the classroom. Those are just, right. those are just little symptoms. The entire school culture. Okay. Now, this is how I explain it to someone who has never heard any of these things. Right. I'll, I'll give you like literally a one minute example. Let's say that you and I, Deb, we opened a school and you and I, our goal is to create master mathematicians. I mean, the best in the planet. That's our goal. Okay. Okay. When they graduate from high school, you and I said, we want to create great mathematicians, but we don't tell people that. We just go, hey, this is just a regular school like any other school, mm-hmm. but you and I, I want to create mathematicians. Okay. So then everything from kindergarten to 12th grade, we talk about math. If it's math class, of course, we talk about math. But if right. it's English class, we read about mathematicians and their contribution. Mm-hmm. If it's sports, when you talk about basketball and passing and shooting, we talk about angles, geometry.
0: Mm-hmm. We have
1: math clubs, geometry clubs, people that come speak to our schools, all mathematicians.
0: Mm-hmm. The teachers that
1: do professional training, all mathematicians. Right. Everything that we talk about is through the lens of trigonometry, geometry, math. Now, right. let's say some parents- It's in go, the very hey,
0: fabric.
1: It's in the fabric. So, you know, uh, in, in the, 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 the classrooms are just posters of math equations and math quotes and all that stuff. So it's let's websites, say- parents go, Websites to go websites, to. Websites, anything that we pull information from, books, is right. all about how great this mathematician is and how this mathematician died penniless and all that stuff, right? <laughs> and then some parents go, hey, Deb, Alvin, you know what? You, you guys said that this is supposed to be a regular school, but it seems like that you guys are like really into math. And we're like, no, we're not. Look, in in first grade, we're just teaching the basic numbers. Two plus two equals four. That's all we're teaching. That's all we're doing. And they go, okay, but look, our curriculum, we're just studying history. We're just studying social science. We just study, but but Mm -hmm. it feels like, no, 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 it's just you guys. No, this is regular school. And then in 10 years time, everyone that graduates from our schools, are just amazing mathematicians. And we're like, how did that happen? I don't know. Right. So now replace everything I just said, instead of mathematician, replace that word with social justice.
0: Right.
1: That's what SEO is.
0: 100%. It is woven into every fabric mm-hmm. of our education system. So let's talk about Courage as a Habit. Um, we now know the situation. And again, moms go to our website, go to Courage as a Habit and look up their information. We're going to point you to this. We're going to point you to answers because it's, it's, this is happening in your school. It it's just at what level. Um, mm-hmm. So tell us what the organization is. It is a solution-oriented um, organization that provides materials and um, uh, ways to approach your school. So you, you're going to right. say it better than I am, but it, I'm thrilled to find you guys.
1: Thank you. I, I appreciate that. So, so nice of you to say that. Uh, the best way to describe courage as a habit is that we don't point out the problem. We do something about it. Or more accurately, we help you do something about it. So mm-hmm. we don't say we fight for your kids. We don't say that. We help you fight for your kids.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. And so we, we see a lot of great writing and podcasts and all these things where people point out the problem. Right. Right. But then at the end, everyone's left with, especially your average parent, all right, what do you want me to do about it? Right. And that's where we come in. We answer that. What do you want me to do about it? Right. Um, we don't. We know it's unrealistic for parents to take on or any one group to take on these like large uh, companies that are that that are infecting uh, the schools because there are many of them, right? So instead, we try to give parents really small entry actions. I will give you an example. One of the, the first thing that we release under Courage as a Habit is called the Ten Questions Every Parent Should Ask. You can go to Courage as right now, download it. It's called, it's 10 questions for parents, but it's 10 questions every parent should ask. So here's how to use it, real simple. For the parents who think it's not happening in my school, which I know Mm -hmm. you told that story earlier. If it's not happening in my school, I'm not gonna argue with you. I'm gonna say, maybe you're right. Why don't you go find out? And if you download the 10 questions every parent should ask, we actually teach you how to use those 10 questions. Now the questions are written without acronyms, none of the stuff we talked about touched upon right who are, now who
0: are these 10 questions going to though who who are we asking these oh
1: to? so yeah so the parents are it and again we, we walk you through who to ask and and and, okay. and, and how okay. to use it but but what we want the parents to do is to schedule a meeting with your child's principal okay or superintendent and pose a few of these questions to them the questions are written in a way where it's very, very specific. It's not, are you teaching critical race theory? It's not, are you sexually indoctrinating my kids? That, those kind of very general questions that a lot of parents ask sets up the schools to lie to you. Right. It sets up the schools to tell you what you want to hear. Then you mm-hmm. put your head back down and they continue indoctrinating your kids. These questions are written in a way where that if they lie to you, it'll be very obvious they lie mm-hmm. to you because they have to answer in a word salad way. It's the, it's the kg word salad answer that allows parents to go, why did you answer it like that? And mm-hmm. that kind of helps them start to realize something's wrong in their schools. Okay. It, it okay. We've seen it every time. So then the parents go in, they're pretty confident this is not happening, but they ask a few questions. And then the principal or superintendent gives you this like kg tap dancing word salad answer. And then the parents go, why'd you answer it like that? Why, didn't, why wasn't it just a no? And that's, it starts our journey of going, Hey, something's really wrong. And they start digging more. And that's how we get parents to realize something's wrong. Because mm-hmm. we realized early on, you cannot tell a parent something's wrong in the school and have them act on it. They will want to not believe you. And even if they do believe you, it, they, it, they really won't take action. But we found that if a parent finds out for themselves something's wrong, they will right. fight all day long. And right. that's so one of the tools.
0: Right. We- so when their kids come home with the survey... Or when That's they right. find out about the summer reading programs that have, or a autograph- transgender
1: closet, you know, a, a transition closet, yeah, that they're hiding, yeah,
0: right. Or they find out that um, the schools are taking on a messaging that is not appropriate. So, how are some of the ways that the parents are being gaslighted on this in, in this situation?
1: Oh yeah, speaking of gaslighting, one of the tools that we have there, uh, it's called the woke gaslighting formula. You can download it at it.org. The way they gaslight the parents are a couple of things. Um, they use the word just a lot. The just is a very important word to watch out for.
0: Just, J-U-S-T.
1: J-U-S-T. Okay. So uh, you say, you know, I'm a principal and you say, hey, uh, you guys are bringing social emotional learning. It seems like it's bringing a lot of really bad things. Deb, it's it's just about empathy. Mm. It's just about personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. It's just about, hey, critical race theory. That sounds like you're just making white kids feel bad. No, it's just about teaching real history. Mm -hmm. so oftentimes parents get gaslighted by the school and by the supporters of these things where they Mm -hmm. say prove it show me evidence it's happening that's gaslighting they know it's happening
0: Uh,
1: yeah uh and then they waste parents time right uh they they they, they get parents scurling around looking for evidence when they know it's happening it's not that they don't think it's happening they want it to happen so the formula goes like this it's just about insert something that doesn't sound controversial what is the big deal you and that insert label. So Deb, it's just about teaching kids empathy. What's the big deal? You bigot. Right. It's and not putting it's the, the, the
0: parents on the, on, they're putting up, them on their heels. On their like heels. Right. Can't even believe you're coming in here to ask this yeah. discussion because it's, it's just, just about,
1: about equality. It's just about equality. It's just about safety and belonging. It's just about right. making kids feel belong. What's, right. what's your problem? You transform. And of it. course,
0: all of these terms and all of these things, all of us want kids to feel like they belong. All of us, none of us. All of us want a healthy education. We just don't want indoctrination. So it it does, it makes us all feel like we're homophobic, that we're racist, that we're unreasonable, that we're hate-filled. No, we just want to learn. We just want kids to get a a decent education. We don't want them to be coming out with a whole new um, worldview because we sent them to school here.
1: That's right. So what I tell parents is this. They take advantage of your kindness by telling you how unkind you are
0: hmm.
1: they take advantage of your kindness by telling you how unkind you are 99 percent of parents when they get hit with the what's the matter you racist their gut reaction is to do say exactly what you say i'm not a racist i just want i i, I think all kids should feel welcome i know some kids may feel this way if you start off by defending that label you've already lost hmm. because you're giving you're you're a you're you're admitting that their label might even need a response. So what would you say? If I recommend to parents that when you get called that, pretend those words did not happen. Okay. Act, ask if whatever the, whatever the question you pose to them and they come back with that, pretend they didn't say that and just go forward with your with accusations your and your okay. message. Right. So for example, I go... If I'm in school board or if I'm online, whichever, whatever the medium is, so I go, uh, the transgender cult is brainwashing kids uh, to the transgender, or the, the, the SEL is brainwashing kids towards a transgender cult. It's pornographic, it's inappropriate. It's just about blah, 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 Alvin. What's the matter of trans folk? I have a picture of genderqueer. Tell me, what are your thoughts on this picture in front of middle school kids?
0: Mm-hmm. And then oh, then they, shut, then they a-
1: shut your mic off they shut your mind off or they can't they have to make excuses to go well i think kids should and i go well see that's the point your point here you really want this to happen you Mm -hmm. want kids to go under surgery you cannot defend you cannot even say oh that's disgusting i would never we shouldn't have 15 year olds doing double mastectomies i have never seen somebody who say it's just about empathy and protect you know making kids feel safe and then showing them like a, the videos that came out recently, uh, Billboard Chris did a great job of exposing the Boston Children's Hospital where they're talking about doing uh, double mastectomies on 15 year olds. Right. And then showing them a video like this and having one of those people go, oh no, 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 I would, that's horrible. I would never support that these people are monsters. I just want them to, you know, it's, it's about empathy and safety. I've never, never seen it, not one time. In person, online, not one time. Every time someone does the gaslighting, if I show them a video or a book, they tap dance. And they try to, well, is you know, maybe it's not real and I don't know. They never come out against it. So what I'm trying to teach parents is to put them on the defensive, yeah. expose what they really want to do. Right. If you if they hide, if you let them hide behind the it's just about empathy and protecting kids, you're always right. gonna lose. That's not what they mean. Right. They want this stuff in front of kids. So you just gotta you just gotta make them own that. Yeah. you gotta make them own that. And once they own that, then they've lost any, you know, they've lost any offensive power. Because how can you defend wanting that in front right. of kids? Yeah.
0: So that was tools. tool. So, but, but, the, the,
1: but, so, but so the reason why we give these tools is that largely you can't ask parents to fight like this if they don't have confidence. So we right. just be confident to defend your kids. Courage is a habit. That's a great, you know, it's a great name for an organization, but what does that really mean? So mm-hmm. we break it down further. You can't have courage if you don't have confidence. But you can't have confidence unless you have competence.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The only way to have competence is to have tools and education where you can fire back at people when someone says this, you don't worry about the labels, you don't worry about the gaslighting, right? because you can't tell someone to have confidence if they don't know how to navigate those things. And that's what we do. Sure. So for example, one of the tools out there, we we have a a series on our site called the decoder series. You can see it very easily. It's in red. The decoder series is meant to do exactly what we're just talking about. Give parents competence. So- Mm -hmm. The first one is decoding SEL language. Sounds really great. So what they say is not what they mean. Yeah. So we teach people that how to translate the language. Once you can translate the language, and mostly we're also trying to teach, these tools also teach parents how to think. Because once you see the blueprint, you can never unsee it. So Mm -hmm. this year they'll change the words. Maybe they won't use diversity so much. They use Belonging. Right. And next year, they use another word.
0: Re- repackage. Repackage.
1: So we cannot keep trying to keep up with the language, right? Because it's right. an unending game. So while we do that, what we're mostly doing is teaching parents how to think through it, how right. to recognize it. So next year, when they repackage it, they'll just go, oh, it's the same thing. I, right. I, it's the same thing. So I'm, we, right. I'm not going to fall for it, right. right? Last year was, it's just about real history. This year is about, Empathy and teaching, you know, belonging. It doesn't matter. So if we can teach parents how to see the gaslighting and how to see the uh, attack, then mm-hmm. then we're good, right? Because then parents will fight on their own, and that's what we want to do. We want to empower parents to fight on their own.
0: So this decode, tells us about that. So there's a whole, there is many subjects in that.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so it's, the decode- it's
0: SEL right.
1: Uh-huh. So we, we focus on SEL first because that's the program that's bringing in all this. Okay. If you can knock SEL out of schools and end the programs and the surveys one of the big things that we were doing this early for back to school was encouraging parents to opt out we have an opt out campaign on our website it's called opt out data mining Mm -hmm. we had our attorney draft up a form that parents can fill out on the computer and either email or print out and take it to schools
0: by the way they told at our school they told my son that and and the parents that they were all optional what's that i don't know the surveys
1: it is optional but most parents don't know about it so the kids take it
0: and the kids by the way when something goes into their email box mm-hmm. from a teacher or mm-hmm. is handed to them on their desk mm-hmm. and they say this is optional most kids are going to just take it and be like okay what does optional mean is that really yeah. what if i'm the only one being optional yeah, it's yeah. just so weird
1: it's yeah it's all it's all it's all done in a way that right. that you get the it's most intimidating you know, right yeah so the so we teach parents what the surveys are. The surveys uh, are the bloodline to SEL. Uh, yeah. They take the answers that kids give and they manipulate the answers through the lens of a critical race theorist or what they call an equity lens. Right. And so it doesn't matter how the it doesn't matter how the children answer the questions. The right. solution is always the same. More SEL more rep- right. representation, right. more BLM clubs, more transgender clubs, more political, yeah. right? So uh, and so that's the opt-out. Uh, if you look at the site on the left-hand side, that's the opt-out uh, campaign. And we provide parents uh, everything they need to opt out and why they should opt out. Nice. The right side has the decoder series. And so we do educate parents about how SEL sounds great, but what it really is, why is the okay. children horse. Uh, one of the other decoder series, which is probably the most downloaded one so far, is we call it cult fiction. We yes, cult I wanna
0: talk about this. This is amazing.
1: That's a good one, right? Um, we took the, we studied the uh, eight steps, my team studied the eight steps that cults have generally used. Okay, eight steps. And uh, to recruitment, the cults that do eight steps to recruitment. And we matched it to the eight things, the eight bigger things that SCL does for the transgender cult. Hmm. So things like separation from family, love bombing, things like that, it's all done. Cults do that. So the transgender cult are not really inventing anything new. They're just using the tried and true recruitment tactics uh, that cults use. And so we call it cult fiction. We break down the eight steps that SEO uses. So parents should look at that and go, oh, my, my kid's like in step two. Whether right. on step one or they're on step six, you know, they'll yeah. recognize it because it is a it is a cult. And so uh, that's been probably the most downloaded, the last I checked um of our of our of their stuff we put out. Uh, so yeah, so we try to take bits and pieces of things that confuse parents, misconceptions and myths, and try to break it up so that they. Mm-hmm can come back at somebody when someone goes, no, it's just about empathy. Right. No, you guys are, here's the eight steps at of cult. You're, you know, we just implemented this and this, and it matches that. So then
0: when you can talk
1: like that, you're not intimidated right. because you know more than right. the person that's accusing you.
0: And in, in moms, uh, dads, whoever's listening here today, uh, you'll be very impressed with, I don't know how many Um, you know, buttons you have on each side, but there must be 20 buttons or so with information and connections and links. I mean, you will be very educated with the resources that you can help combat this, ask the right questions, get educated, understand what's happening and how to approach your school board, your teachers, and really make a difference in your community. Uh, Courageous Habit is really, I mean, I can't wait to to share this. And um, thank you for all that you're doing, Alan. I mean, this is quite an undertaking. This is quite a calling.
1: It is. It is. And I think for most of the people that are in this space uh, that are doing great work, uh, Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of us, you know, but um, I know that they could be doing a lot of other things. Right. They really could with our skill set. But I look at it the, you know, my great grandfather, he had to run to another country. Right. He moved from California not very dramatic, not that dramatic, but I look at it if the entire country goes the way of California and then it starts to mm-hmm. go towards the Marxist, which is what SEL pushes, right? Is that Marxist ideology of the country right. needs to be rebuilt. Right. I guess the question is then where are all the kids, where, you know, uh, kids today that are, you know, 10 years old, 15 yeah. years old, where are they gonna go?
0: Right, where uh, are they gonna go? What are they, they gonna go? Go? do? Because and the last what, well, checked- what does America look like then?
1: Yeah, because the last I checked, nobody's escaping out of America on a boat to Cuba.
0: Right.
1: So there's nowhere else for chits to go, Um, and so if we don't do something, then and we have to be able to explain to our kids, uh, it was just we just we didn't want to fight because we didn't want to be called a label.
0: Right.
1: You know. And so I always tell parents like, if you're afraid to stand up right now because of your job or what somebody might say or call you, if if you truly are afraid of that today imagine what it's going to be like for your kids right if they don't right stay- if don't
0: we've got a bit of pressure right on us for standing for truth I can't even imagine what it's going to be for the next generation you know our hearts to, um our hearts are are sad about where America is going mm-hmm. but our hearts are hopeful because mm-hmm. of organizations like Courage is to Heaven and Moms for America and there's so many good people out there there's that a lot are fighting great. this fight.
1: Yeah, and I do want to I do want to leave it with a, yeah, a positivity you leave because because yeah. I think it's there. You know, there's a sad. Uh, it's kind of a sad reality in in art my space here that almost everything we put out is negative mm-hmm. because there's so much to expose. Right. It's just it's just a, there's no way to make it positive because you're just exposing this stuff and it's by its right. very nature is negative. Right. Right. And so we often talk about what to stop and what not to do, but we never talk about where to go, what to do. Mm-hmm. And so what, what, I, what we want for education is to be what education was meant to be, a very right. fairly neutral, there's never, you don't got hundred percent neutral, of course, right? Cause you've got teachers, opinions, personalities. Of course, it's not an ideal, it's not a nirvana where it's neutral, but it's about pushing children towards a higher standard instead of a lower standard, which is what equity. So if you look at, uh, Asian kids always do much better than any other kids, no matter what socioeconomic level. Right. And the reason why that is, is because in the Asian culture, we mm. always tell children, no matter where you come from, your parents would come here with literally nothing off a boat, but you're only one generation away from changing the destiny of your bloodline. Mm. So we just go, look, my, you know, my parents are really poor. And, and so we tell them, hey, you're only one generation away. You don't have to wait four generations. You're only one generation away from having an infinitely different life than we did one generation. And the key to that is a high quality education. That's your first key. And then hard work and taking responsibility for things that don't go your way. That's it. That's I mean, in the Asian culture, it doesn't matter. It it doesn't matter what we come up with. If we're not getting good grades, it's our fault.
0: Mm.
1: Not the teachers, not the system, not whatever. Right. And so there's no such thing as, but dad, I did study hard. It's like, well, then study harder then. There's always <laughs> harder. There's right. always harder. Now, is that always true? Eh, maybe, maybe not. But if you keep telling a child this over the course of their life, they're simply going to get better because they're always going to be even on that small percentage of the time where it really wasn't their fault. The other 90% of the time when it was their fault, they could go hard. You know, they're going to study harder, work harder. This is why when you look at statistics, no matter where you go, Asian kids always do better than everybody else. Hmm. That's because now, That's right. look at it from the cur- uh, the uh, critical race theory aspect. They, when they tell their, they tell the, the, the theory tells kids, if you're not successful, look three generations back.
0: Right, and who can you blame?
1: and Who can you blame? So, right. if you tell a child that, whether they be black, white, or Asian, if you tell sure. them through their right. whole life, if every time you're not successful, look back three generations instead of look forward one generation to be successful. If you take those two kids under those two households and you follow them through their life, logically speaking, you know where each child is going to end up. There's no way about it. There's no, it's not about, you know, this kid being smarter or this kid being smarter. If you tell a black kid, every time you're not successful, look back three generations, that black kid's going to be unsuccessful hundred percent. But if you tell him, Hey, every time you're not, doesn't go your way, you look one generation ahead, one generation ahead, and you'll be, and you're good. Then over time, he's going to be successful. This is why in, in the Asian it. culture, you have that, right? But I, so, so it's very difficult to, to, to not have it be negative, even though there's a lot, uh, this is where I want people to go. I want parents to adopt that one generation concept.
0: Thank That's you where I want parents it. to go. It's great. It's great. It's great advice.
1: It's not just about stopping this. Don't do that, which is what we do a lot. We're guilty of it too. But right. what we want parents to go is look, teach until you're only one generation. Even that's if right. you this fault, someone's fault, that's fault, maybe, yeah, you start off not with a great leg, fine. That's fine. You can, you can acknowledge all those things, right. but they're only one generation. Like my father told us, if you can't succeed in America, you can't succeed anywhere. And yeah. that's where we want parents to go, right? It doesn't right. mean that you have to adopt the Asian culture exactly, but the concept of looking ahead instead of looking backwards, it, you that. can't hurt a child.
0: That's right. And, and so that's where and we want hope, go. Right? When you look towards the future, there's always hope. That's how I feel like because you never know Because the future's coming. not written, right? And and you you've got that that chance to like yeah. run into it, you know. Yeah. So there there is hope. But, but if you look back in keep... the past, there's
1: no hope because the past is already right. done, right? right? So you know the and ending it's a of memory,
0: you know. And, yeah. and the future is what we're gonna is what we're gonna live. So and I know that it
1: feels very overwhelming for parents. I do know I that because we feel that, and I get those days where I feel you know the same thing. But yeah. I will say though that two years ago two two and a half years ago no one thought there was anything wrong with education literally I mean you couldn't get one person this very tiny, tiny 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 minority so in two years time even half even one year's time I've seen such change
0: yeah us we have such
1: too. a change you and you yeah. have too of course in your uh what you yeah. do and the people you Their talk
0: moms. To. yeah right
1: so I know that for those of us who are fighting every day in it, it can feel like we're simply just rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. It does feel that way on those days. But when I take a, a 30,000 foot step back, I go, geez, you know, a year ago, I couldn't imagine the movements we would have right. compared to what we have today. So mm-hmm. in that respect, and remember, this is people waking up despite the fact right. that these systems are doing everything they can to tell you it's not happening.
0: Right. 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 And there has been an awakening with parents like we have never seen before. And, yeah. you know, so this is good because I, I don't know. I, I hate the fact that it's got to get to this point where things are so bad yeah. and so blatant. I mean, before have, people, yeah. Right. We have <laughs> drag queens, it's at after school programs. I, I mean, it is just completely out of oh. hand. So, I mean, it has forced everybody to completely wake up and to completely be a part of the change, either embrace it or change it. That's what we tell everybody. Okay? We don't like it, next, we're going to fix it. And, and 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 moms are doing all kinds of things. They're either homeschooling or they're mm-hmm. they're going to their school board or they're running for school board or they're going to private education, getting yeah. a second job. They're doing whatever they got to do. And that's what yeah. we do as moms. That's what we do as dads. That's right. And we were share um, with
1: other parents and wake them right. up and so that they can do. So, I think it's it, it, I don't want parents to have a doom and gloom outlook right. because the change that I've seen comparatively right. to how much is against us to not change, it's been remarkable despite the gaslighting and despite the lies. Right. So to me, it's not about necessarily how much further we got to go. It's about how much further we have came in the last two years, especially. And even the last year, you know? Yeah. And so I want parents to go, listen, this is not hopeless. This is not they. what can we do about it? There's a lot you can do about it. And this is why when we release the tools, it's for the average parent to do something right. about it. We're yeah. not asking you to save your town or to save your city or save your state, or even save your school. Just protect your own child.
0: That's right. do that. And when you protect your own child, you're really protecting other kids too. And
1: you're, you're making helping a difference.
0: other, right. You're making a difference. And yeah. this is why you're so, let me, let's go ahead and mention your website again. Courage is a habit, is it.org? Dot org. Yeah. Okay. And again, all of the information is available there from all of the, well, like you said, starting with social emotional learning, that yeah. really is the umbrella and everything underneath it kind of yeah. runs, you know, hand in hand with all of these programs. But thank you, Alvin. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you to your team. And moms, please go ahead and check out courage and get all of this information here. So you can thank you. Quick. You were
1: so, so you're so and so kind. Thank you. Thank you.
0: All right. Well, God bless you and your family, Alvin. And um, thanks again. We do appreciate you. Thanks, Deb. All right. Before we close, I'd like to remind all of our moms that are listening to visit our website at momsforamerica.us to check out all of our amazing resources, events, and programs. Love to have you check out our signature program. I talk about this every week. It's called the Cottage Meetings. These 12 Lessons will inspire and educate you about America's amazing heritage. So you can share the principles of liberty in your home and in your community. We're just talking about the importance of understanding what makes America great and the blessings that we have in this uh, amazing country. This program along with many of our other programs will help you uh, impact your family and talk about these principles in a very powerful way. So we say this from parental rights to public policy, Moms for America, we have it all. But before we go, um, I wanna talk about restoring patriotism. We just released this campaign, which is actually a part of our threefold mission, right? Our mission is to empower moms, promote liberty and to raise patriots. So restoring patriotism is a campaign that we are doing uh, nationwide. We are asking moms to restore patriotism in their home, right? The left progressive culture has decided that America is no longer great and that being a patriot is not um, respectable or honorable, but we know that if we do not raise patriotic children, America's future will um, cease to exist. And that's exactly what Alvin was talking about today. Think about his family, where they came from communist China, how they had to flee. Uh, We must be talking about America, what makes America great and the blessings of our country and the beauty of our constitution. Um, so, on the heels of Alvin, I do want to uh, remind everyone and tell everybody about the Patriot Pack. So this is something, so let me start, start over again real quick. You can go to our website, and you can go to our page, Restoring Patriotism. On that is the video that talks about the program, the importance of raising patriots, and all of the resources that we have. How to raise patriots for moms, for kids, for families, everything is there about how to raise patriots and make that a part of your family and your culture and when you're you know talking about your children what makes america great. So the other thing is that you can order this custom patriot pack from Moms for America to you the podcasters. Uh, I'm going to give you 25% off. So they're not 24.99 for you they're $20. Uh, the code is PODCAST in capital. So you go to our website, you put an order in at our store It's Capital Podcast, and you can order these Patriot Packs for your kids and your grandkids. You order these, they come to the house. You get this great cinch sack. I'm mentioning that. I have to talk about this because some of the folks are listening. So it's a cool red cinch sack that says Patriot Patriot Pack. Inside the Patriot Pack is a flag. Love that. Um, A t-shirt that says Patriotic Kid. So you get this t-shirt that says Patriotic Kid. It's a blue navy. white on it there's a boys and a girls version so we have those custom and then we have this activity book in this activity book it's our custom we did this especially for you inside it is uh, it's called a patriotic kid inside this activity book is all kinds of pages on what makes america great Uh, our anthem patriotic word search um, connect the dots mazes america the great all of these wonderful pieces in here you go through with your kids And this helps them understand what makes America great, and why it's so cool to be a patriot. At the end, we end with America's Creed. Um, Kids will have a great understanding of what makes America so amazing, and so beautiful, and so promising. We have crayons that go with this. We've got a youth constitution as well. Again, that's the Patriot Pack. Go to our website, on Restoring Patriotism, and get those for your kids and your grandkids. They show up at the at the door, you get to open them at your table and it's really a blast, um, have them go through that. Also go ahead, uh, sign up for our newsletter when you're on your website. That's how we connect with you and um, keep you educated and informed and engaged with all the things that we're doing here at Moms for America. Lastly, moms, we believe that you are the heartbeat of America, we love you. We wanna help you in every way in your journey through motherhood. We believe that this movement is very powerful at Moms for America, because we believe that moms are the ones that are going to go ahead and save our country. So like, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends. Uh, We want to keep inspiring you every week and informing you every week. Thank you for joining us. Um, Again, let's keep changing our world one home at a time. God bless you, mamas, and I'll see you next week.